Welcome. You're listening to Strength for the Hour, the radio outreach of Fruit of the Vine Ministries in Louisville, Ohio. We're passionate about strengthening you with deep truths from the Word of God and bringing hope to the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. So may you experience new life from this message today by John Davison. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope that you are so hungry for the Word of God today. We're going to begin a two-part series, and due to the broadcast, the way that it's laid out, these may not be back-to-back. So this is what I want to encourage you to do before we even get started today. Listen, at the end of the program, you're going to be able to get our address. I want, if, if you're stirred in the spirit by what you're about to hear today and in the next, the next message, listen, I want you to just write us, would you please? I want to get these teachings into your hands. I want you to come to the fullness of the faith. I want you to go from glory to glory. That's what this is all about. And so we're going to start a series and the first, the first section of this is going to be called Joshua, man of promise. And the second part is going to be called Jesus, challenge accepted. That's right. You heard me. Jesus, challenge accepted. Are you ready to take this thing to the next level? Are you ready to take your walk with Jesus Christ to just the supernatural realm, to take it to the place where, where Jesus says, listen, listen, you are in me. I am in you and I am in the father. And just as in, as the father and I are in one another, so am I going to be in you. Are you ready for the power of God to manifest itself in this generation church? Seriously. God is so ready to pour out a spirit upon all flesh. It's just the flesh that has to start cooperating with him. And so God's saying, listen, I want you to know who I'm calling you to be, what I've given you, and the inheritance that you have in the saints. In other words, listen, you can't take money from the bank unless you know that money is there. Right. You might have a million dollars sitting in the bank, but if you don't withdraw from it, you can live a poor, broken lifestyle for the rest of your life and still be a millionaire. And sometimes in the church, that's what God is saying. God is saying, listen, brothers and sisters, don't live as a victim, live as a victor. And he says, listen, if you'll overcome, if you'll overcome, he says in Revelation, I will give you the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So we want to make sure that you understand the promises that the Father has given you in Christ Jesus. And so if you'll turn with me today to the book of Matthew, we're going to look at something a little bit different here. Okay, we're going to take a different angle. So if you'll take your Bible, go to Matthew chapter one and verse 21. It says she will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is Mary conceiving by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon Mary. She gets pregnant. All of a sudden, the angels, you know, angels are appearing and, and, and there's all these things that are just going on. And, and they say to her, listen, listen, you are going to have a son and his name is going to be Jesus, because that means that the Lord, your God, will save his people. And so if you look at that footnote next to the name Jesus in your Bible, there should just be a little note there in your Bible. If you look and you go to the bottom of the page of your Bible, it's going to say something very interesting that maybe you've never noticed before. And I challenge you just to pick up the Bible, open to Matthew one twenty one, where the name Jesus is, drop down to the bottom and see what your note says. It says Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua. That's right. Jesus' name in, 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 in Hebrew 
would have been properly translated into English as Joshua. Jesus is the Greek form. Joshua would be like, let's say, your English form. And then actually his Hebrew name would have been Yeshua. Yeshua. And so you have three. You have Greek, Hebrew, and then your English translation. There's nothing wrong with using any of those names. We have no problem with Jesus, Joshua, Yeshua. More commonly, people understand the name of Jesus. But I want to drive home a point here. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And so therefore, the pictures and patterns of the Old Testament are there to point us to Jesus. Joshua was a very common name. In fact, if you go all the way back to the Old Testament, all the way back to book six, it says there's a book called Joshua. Joshua was Moses's right hand man. And Joshua was the one that took the Israelite people into the promised land. And in the New Testament, Jesus is the one who takes his bride into the promised land. And so turn with me, if you would, to the book of Joshua. I'm in Joshua chapter 1. I want you to see the pictures and the patterns here. I want you to really grab a hold of what God told Joshua because this is extremely, extremely relevant to what God says you have in the New Testament. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people... Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm going to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Here's the promise. He says, listen, Joshua, Moses is gone, okay? But I told the Israelites they're going to go into this land, and they're going to inherit all of the promises, all of the land. They're going to inherit all of this stuff. And listen, every single place you set your feet. He didn't say... Everywhere you go, you're just going to win the battle. Everywhere you go, you're going to do... No, he said, listen, all of your circumstances are completely irrelevant. As long as your foot touches that place, that place is yours. He didn't say there wasn't going to be a battle for it. But he simply said this, everywhere your foot touches will be yours. That's the promise of God and God is not a liar but there comes a time when the believer the follower has to believe the promises of God in order to inherit the promise it comes by faith that we believe God's word and we believe the promises and when God says we have an inheritance it is up to the believer to say yes and amen regardless of what they actually see because we walk by faith and not by sight amen he says I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses and then verse 4 your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates all the Hittite countries to the great sea of the west no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life no weapon formed against you is going to prosper as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will never leave you nor forsake you how many of us as followers of Jesus Christ often quote the verse God will never leave me nor forsake me who can take listen who can remove me from the love of God 
Who can remove me from the love of God? We, we, we speak these promises of God over our lives all the time. And God is saying, listen, I told the Israelites, I will never leave them nor forsake them. And I'm telling you, church, that I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. Okay, but it's not just about you going through hard times. I have promises. I have blessings. I have inheritance that you need to start pulling from the bank because they're already yours. Jesus already paid for them. And he's trying to give you gifts. He wants to give you things that you're going to be able to use in order to take back the kingdom. Okay, expand the kingdom in this world of darkness. And he says this. However, in verse 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the promise, the land, I swore to their forefathers to give them. Listen, he tells Joshua, Joshua is the prototype of Jesus. He tells Joshua, listen, all you have to do is be strong and courageous. What you're going to lead the people whom I have chosen, you're going to lead those people into the promises that I promised Israel. And in the New Testament, Jesus is the one who comes as the promise to lead the believer into the promises that the Father has for his children, the yes and amen. All of the promises of Christ, all of the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus. So we need to explore the promise and know what the promises are, know what the inheritance are, because the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. We're not talking about wrestling against flesh and blood. What we're talking about is we're talking about supernatural gifts in the heavenly realms, according to the book of Ephesians. Joshua is the prototype of going into the promised land and taking hold of the promises of God. And in the face of the adversary, in the face of the enemy, he is standing up, he's standing on God's promises and inheritance and he takes the land he grabs a hold of it he takes the kingdom by force because God says I am with you and if I am with you who can be against you that's the prototype here in the book of Joshua and listen God says all you've got to do is be strong and courageous because you will lead the people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers. In other words, you are going to take these people into the promises that I said that they have, Jesus. He says, be strong. He says it again. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to what? Obey all of my word. My servant Moses gave you. Do not turn aside from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. What is he saying? What does that mean to us as believers? He says this, listen. I gave you my word. I gave you the apostles. I gave you the prophets. I gave you the words of Jesus. He's saying, only maintain yourself in my word. Believe my promises Say yes to what I say yes. Say no to what I say no. Hate what I hate and love what I love. And you, beloved, will be strong and courageous in the kingdom of heaven. And you will be mused mightily by the Holy Spirit to take back what the enemy has stolen from this world. The kingdom is expanding and Jesus is the one who led his church into the promised land and the gates of hell will not prevail. But the church has to be strong. They have to be courageous. They have to know the word of God and they have to believe the father's word by faith. And he says this in verse eight, do not let this book, do not let the word of God depart from your mouth. 
Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Listen, it's not by works. This is by faith. But what he's saying here is he's saying, meditate on the word of God. Know the word of God. Know the promises. Know what the will says. Know what the contract says so that you know what you're entitled to when you signed that contract and you said, yes, Jesus, I make you Lord and Savior of my life. And he says, you got promises. Jesus agreed to give you promises. Jesus agreed to give you gifts. Jesus agreed it was his good and pleasing will that we should inherit all of the promises of God in Christ Jesus. And God says in verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. How much more? This is an Old Testament promise. How much more does... Does that promise apply to us in the New Testament? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice they will not listen to. Jesus is always going to be with us when we are with him. And he says, know my word, believe my word, act upon my word, inherit the promises, inherit the blessings, inherit all of the gifts that I have given my church that I bought and paid for. It's already paid for. All you have to do is go and pick it up and say yes and amen. This is mine. And verse 10, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. That's what Jesus is saying right now, church. He's saying, listen, the Holy Ghost is moving in power. Get your supplies ready. Listen, I've already given you what you need. Get your supplies ready. If you don't know what weapons that you have in this warfare, how are you going to be adequately ready for the battle? How are you going to be ready for the battle if you have no idea what Jesus even gave you? Yes, he gave you salvation. Yes, he gave you eternal life. But see, here's the thing. Eternal life is for eternity. What about today? Jesus gave us a lot of things for this world, for right now, so that we can pick up all of those spiritual blessings, all the supernatural blessings according to book of Ephesians. And he says, listen, be strong and courageous now in this day. Today is the day. Today is the, listen, the kingdom of God is expanding right now. But many of us don't understand what we have in order to advance forward and overtake the enemy because we feel as though we have to win a battle. And here's the thing. Jesus already paid the price to win the battle. And he just says, listen, here's the promises. Here's the package. Here's what comes with it. Now take it and run with it and believe me. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the promised land the Lord your God is giving you to own. He says, listen, it's time for you to pick up. It's time for you to get all your supplies ready. It's time for you to come into the promised land. He says, listen, don't just hang out on the other side of the Jordan church. This is more than just a Sunday activity. This is more than just a Wednesday night exercise in a building. He says, listen, it's time to pick, pick up the full armor of God. It's time to go out and advance the kingdom. And Jesus said, I have given you all that you need to go out. The enemy is already conquered. I just want you to believe me. All you have to do is take it in faith and believe me and cross over the Jordan and watch the Jordan part. You see, the thing about it is, is that once we come into the kingdom, the old song says, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. 
the world behind me and the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. And that is such a beautiful song. That's such a beautiful uh, picture of a a non-believer coming to the cross. The world is now behind him. The cross is now in front of him. He's coming to the cross. But let me explain something to you. When Joshua and the Israelites came to the Jordan, in essence, they were coming to the way to go into the promised land. Okay, so that's a prophetic picture. The Jordan is a prophetic picture of the cross. The way is narrow. God said you have to go through the Jordan to enter the promised land. And Jesus, listen, you have to go through Jesus. You have to go through the cross in order to get into the promised land. He is the only way to come to the Father. But here is the kicker. Here is the kicker. Once you enter through the Jordan... Once you go through the cross, once you died with him and you were raised with him, now you've crossed over the narrow way and you're in the promised land, brothers and sisters. Once you're in the promised land, God says, now go and explore your inheritance. Go and take by force what you own in the promised land. Go and take the land. Go and reap the fruit of the land. He says, it is all yours. You can only do it by crossing the Jordan and believing me by faith, Joshua. You can only do it by taking the Israelites across the Jordan the way that I'm telling you to go. That's the only way you can go into the promised land and receive the inheritance. You can only receive the inheritance by coming through Jesus Christ. You can only come into the kingdom. You can only come before the Father through the cross, through what Jesus did on the cross. You can only come that way. But once you were died with Christ and you were raised with Christ, you're now in the promised land. It's no longer the world behind me and the cross before me. It's now the cross behind me and Jesus is in front of me because I'm a follower of Jesus and Jesus isn't on the cross anymore. But we have a lot of people in the church, brothers and sisters, that just want to hang out at the cross. And Jesus says, listen, I'm not on the cross anymore. You're not on the cross anymore. You've been raised with me. Now go and make disciples. Go and inherit the promised land. Go and inherit the blessings. Stop just hanging around over there. It's time to move on and advance the kingdom brothers and sisters. And that's what God tells Joshua. He says, now go and be strong and courageous and inherit the promised land. It says in verse 12 of Joshua 1, but 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 the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you? The Lord your God is giving you rest and granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of you, of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you now. You see, here's what ended up happening. The people ended up getting tired. And so when they got to the other side, when they got to the side of the Jordan, that wasn't necessarily the promised land. You see, they didn't want to go through the Jordan River. They didn't want to go over into the land of Canaan and inherit the promises. They came to an area where they were just good enough. They said, you know what? I'm tired of roaming in the desert. I'm tired of going through all of this stuff. I'm tired of the hard life. I'm tired of being kicked around. I'm tired of being mistreated. I'm tired of people looking down at me and treating this way. I'm just going to rest here. I'm just going to rest. I'm just, I'm so fine with where I'm at in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm just going to rest right here. And that's what the half tribe of Manasseh and the Reubenites and the Gadites did. They just decided, you know what, guys, listen, we're not going to go into the promised land. We're just going to rest right here. This looks good enough for me. And God says, oh, no. Oh, no. 
listen, I know you want to rest. I know that you just want to sit there and you don't want to take forth this battle. But listen, you don't have that right in the kingdom because you died to yourself. You no longer live, but Christ lives in you. You no longer have a right. You see, when somebody was crucified on a cross, you see, they lost all of their rights. And see, you've been crucified with Christ, so therefore you've lost all of your rights. You don't have the right to pick and choose what God is commanding you to do and telling you to do. God says, listen, come on, I love you, I want to spend time with you. Don't just sit down, don't just be a spectator. This is a full contact sport, not a spectator sport. Christianity is a full contact sport. He says, listen, no, listen, brothers and sisters, God is saying, get up. Take up your swords and follow your brothers and sisters into inheriting the promise. Today, God is calling people that are sitting on the sidelines to come on, come into the promised land, come and explore your inheritance in Christ Jesus, come and explore what Jesus bought and paid for to give you in this lifetime, right now. The kingdom of heaven is now. Jesus said it is now. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And Jesus gave us power and authority in this world. And he's saying, brothers and sisters, it's time for you to get up, to follow your brothers and sisters so that others may inherit the promised land too. He says, now, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them, after that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. Then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. Whatever Jesus says, we will do. He answered. Remember, Joshua is a prototype of Jesus. Joshua is taking us into the promised land. Jesus took us into the promised land. And Jesus is saying, listen, you need to come with me. Oh, let's go. Come on. Follow me. Follow, be a follower of Jesus, not just a, a fan or a spectator. Be a follower of Jesus. Like I said, it's now, when you're in the kingdom, it's now the cross behind you and Jesus in front of you. You are following Jesus now at this point. He says, listen, then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And whatever and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, just as we fully obeyed the law, just as we fully obeyed the world, just as, as we fully obeyed everything else before we came to you, Jesus, you know what? Now we're going to fully obey you. You made us, we made you Lord. We made you Lord and you made us sons and daughters of a most high God. And a son and a daughter listens to their parents. We listen to our Abba Father. He says this in verse 18 of Joshua 1. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your word, whatever you may command them, whatever they do, if they do not, they must be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Does Jesus echo any kind of words like this? You see, this is, it's so important for us to grab a hold of what, of what the context and, and does Jesus make this connection? Does Jesus make this connection at all? He says this in Luke chapter 10. He says this in verse 16. He who listens to you listens to me. He who rejects you rejects me. But he whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. Wow. Do you realize that Jesus just said that if you reject the word that was just given that you're rejecting the Father. 
You see, Jesus challenges us as believers. The next part of this series is going to be Jesus Challenge Accepted, where we're going to explore the promises that Jesus gave us. We're going to explore what it means to have possession of the promised land in Christ Jesus. We're going to explore this inheritance in the saints so that you know what God has given you in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, all you need is faith. Believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe what he says. Accept him fully, completely as Lord and Savior, master of your life. Say, Jesus I don't want to live a lukewarm Christian life any longer. I want to, I want to, I want to explore my inheritance in the saints. I want to be strong and courageous in you, Jesus. I want to cross over the Jordan and I want to explore the promised land. And everywhere the soles of my feet land, Jesus, I want possession of it for your namesake and for the glory of your kingdom, Father. And so, Father, we thank you so much for your word today, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have sent Jesus for us, Father, and that all of these promises have been bought and paid for, Lord. And we look forward, Father, to knowing who we are, what we have. We look forward to advancing your kingdom, Father, your righteousness, Father, and your joy in the Holy Spirit, Father. And so we love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www.fruitofthevine.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. There you'll find a link to our Facebook and YouTube. If you'd like to send us a letter, please write to... Fruit of the Vine Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And for a final word of encouragement, here again is John Davison. Thanks, Alex. You know, God anointed the New Testament writers, and the Holy Spirit spoke through them, and says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. Yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. So I just thank you so much for taking your time and listening to the word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in his perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, shalom.